0: And welcome back to part two of season four of Riverdale. We're back from the hiatus. We're here. We're ready to talk about some football. It's the 10th episode of Riverdale. Varsity Blues. And I'm Mary Kowski. I'm joined as always by my head coach in charge, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten had a very visceral reaction to that. I think this is normally when you say, Kirsten, how are you? Right. Kirsten, how are you doing? And I just <laughs> figured you were going to speak. Well, Look, I mean, anyways. maybe I do. I'm sorry. Hold on. No, Everyone, stop. this no. is Kirsten McKinnis, host <laughs> of, I don't know, Love. Love Island? Is that what you hosted? Sure, sure. on the RHAP I've had podcast. This is not what also, I meant. contestant, kind of, on season six of Big Brother Canada, and now we're back. That Take it away, Kirsten. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Anyways, what I wanted to say was, Mary, I'm not okay. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, it's it's Riverdale's fault. <laughs> Riverdale was tiring this week for sure. So here's the thing, though. We always are like, Riverdale is too crazy. Why can't they just do teen drama stuff? And so this time, it's like they took the teen drama and tried to make it crazy. It was bad it was really bad. When you say they took the teen drama, you mean that this is a show set in high school and this happened to be the first episode where they actually had a real football game? I mean, I don't know. Did they do this in season one? I feel like they might have had football games in the past. I just don't remember. I mean, the one in the jail yard doesn't count. Um, That was the most iconic <laughs> one, so too bad. No, I just meant where it was like it actually seemed like even though crazy stuff was happening, the stakes felt like high school stakes for the most part. Ah yes, those those classic high schools where the, your friend makes rum and you have to wear a wire to go interview another team who did the old <laughs> golf club to the knee. Well, I'm sorry, you just obviously don't know how the the one percent lives. Okay. Sure. See, I can't (laughs) tell. Is Riverdale a one percenter kind of town? Or is it like, like, they keep going back and forth between what they are. Like, clearly, the kids at Stonewall think that Riverdale is like. I don't know a whole lot about U.S. geography and like wealth distribution. I feel like, in broad strokes, I kind of know, but like, not really. My knowledge of upstate New York is that I think that there are parts that are like very rich people that probably work in the city but want a yard for their kids and then more like rural parts that are not as well off, but then also parts in the middle. So I think it could be all of the above. Here, um, I will message our upstate New York expert, uh, Brian Scalia and I'll I'll ask him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got to say a lot of my uh, upstate New York knowledge comes from the Click series books. <laughs> so I don't really know on that one. I uh, saw that movie. Uh, the movie was okay. A- books better, I guess. I mean, there's like a billion of them. I finally finished collecting them all at the ripe age of like 25. That's now. Yeah no I I think it was more like maybe like 22 maybe is when I finished all collecting them. (laughs) I haven't read them all but I, I read a lot of them. Okay I was like I'm just picturing you buying the last click novel like last week okay so i i messaged our good friend brian scally and i said we need upstate new york info for kowski cast help and he said if you think i know anything about upstate with two really angry emojis with the swear symbols over their mouth and said it was rude that i even asked him i'm sorry where does he not live i thought you said he was our expert well he lives close to upstate new york (laughs) (laughs) where does he live (laughs) jersey like you're i mean No, no 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 like he lives in new york just outside of the city but not far enough out to actually count as upstate I don't think I don't know I don't know from there all right what do you guys think of this new banter segment we've decided to put at the beginning (laughs) yeah um this is banter corner right we're gonna jump into Jughead voiceover corner now like we normally do at about two minutes in so (laughs) it's only been six minutes We had, we had a jughead voiceover this week. As per usual, Spirit Week had arrived at Riverdale High, and for the first time in years, the students actually had something to celebrate. Okay, we're gonna pause right here for a couple reasons. First off, pretty sure that they've had stuff to celebrate in past years. I mean, you are yeah, like maybe three years ago when Jason Blossom died. It was sad, but what happened at the beginning of last year? Well, even well, Archie like, was Jason in jail. <laughs> Yeah, Archie was in jail. Even, like, the Jason Blossom stuff, like... Pretty sure they still had football. I feel like Cheryl would be sad longer than other people, but, like, people who didn't know Jason aren't gonna sit there being sad all the time. They're still gonna have the trials and and tribulations of teenage life. Yes. (laughs) I can't, I can't hear those words anymore without that <laughs> laughing. That's true. But also, I, w- I would just like to question you on it. Spirit Week. Was that a thing for you in high school? Yes, we did have Spirit Week. It was not like raw, rah football cheerleaders. It was like every day of this week has a theme that you dress up as. And then you one day would be like 80s day. And then one day would be like, um... Crazy hair day, and then there'd be like pajama day. So it was not at all associated with football. No, because I'm not. I'm Canadian. I'm. I okay. I know we've discussed homecoming is not a thing, but is football not a thing? No, we like we have football. I grew up. The, there was less than twelve thousand people in my town. There were only most of the football games didn't even happen at our town. And when they did, it was really cold. So why would I go? Okay, you you had spirit week. Was spirit week just like randomly in the year? Was it at the beginning of? The year end of the year it was normally always the week of Halloween and then one of the days would be Halloween costumes okay gotcha so I know in high school I remember spirit week being during homecoming which we've discussed is not a thing in Canada really but the homecoming week because <laughs> it would always end the final day would be like my school was pa- the Patriots red white and blue and so like we always dressed up in a lot of red white and blue on the final day the day of the game but like leading up to that yeah we would have like I don't know I guess probably like Disney day and like pajama day and so what do you wear on Disney Day. I mean people would dress up like, you know, princesses. One year I was Xenon because we did Future Day, but then I also wore that Xenon costume with different year for Disney Day, because that is Disney Channel original movie. So counts. Do you wanna know my greatest moment of Spirit Week? Yeah, hit me with it. In grade 12, it was 80s day. So everyone's wearing, you know, their neon tights, their one-piece bathing suits over it with the leg warmers and stuff. No. My best friend and I dressed up as 80-year-old women. We had gray wigs, like crappy polyester pants, cardigans, and yes, we made the yearbook. That's that's great. (laughs) That's not the first time I've heard of people doing that, but that that is quality for sure. I was always really annoyed with like when we would do like 60s or 70s or 80s because I feel like it kind of didn't matter when like what decade people chose everyone would show up in like either what you just described as like the 80s jazzercise kind of look or people wear like poodle skirts and I'm like y'all this is not the decade exactly yeah poodle skirts is 50s yeah I like why are you wearing them in the 70s I don't know anyway it's kind of like you know people wear flapper dresses basically anytime like for 20s 30s it doesn't matter I mostly remember spirit day in middle school actually which was not associated with any kind of football thing I think it was just like a random week was Spirit Week. I don't really remember. We did a lot more. We always do like really wacky, wacky tacky day, that kind of thing. What is wacky tacky day? You'd like do your hair all crazy. Like it'd be like up. People would always like gel their hair up and like put wire in it and make it go like straight up. And then you'd wear just like mismatched clothes and stuff. Pajama Day was really always my favorite though. Yeah. Pajama Day is a killer. I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but Spirit Day in high school wasn't really as much of a thing because we just had Spirit Day like once a week already for during the sports time of year because like okay on Wednesdays it would be the field hockey game so every Wednesday the field hockey team would be dressed up weird and then like Fridays we'd have cross country meets so we'd be dressed up weird so like every given day of the week 20 to 40 students in the school would be dressed weird anyway. Oh I know there was one time when we were supposed to wear school colors for a football game actually and our colors were gold and black and so I was wearing like mustard colored tights because I was like I was always very big into bright tights I still am just not quite to the same extent. The football coach gave me a giant giant men's football jersey to just wear as a dress that day. And I did that for a day of school because I was a weirdo and it looked like I was just like wearing a boy's shirt. Sounds kind of nice. I mean, I looked adorable. So, okay. Anyway, uh, continuing on with this Jughead voiceover. Oh, <laughs> God. Talk- and now it's been 12 minutes. I'm sorry, everyone. Ah! The long-suffering Bulldogs, in large part thanks to breakout star Monroe Moore, were finally going to the state finals, where they would take on the undisputed titans of the gridiron the Stonewall Stallions. Okay, couple things. First off, private school has a football team. Th- that happens occasionally, but we have yet, like, we have not heard about this at all up until this point, and I kind of feel like it would have been mentioned earlier, like, hey Jughead, don't go to that school with our big football rivals. Because their big football rivals are in Greendale, not what? Whatever this is. Also, the football team being named the Stallions is traumatic for me, and I will be asking for sympathy during this difficult time. It's just gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know there was some kind of deep seated <laughs> anger at horses or something. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so Principal Honey wants Betty to write an article about the game, something positive to promote. Uh, Archie is a little sad because it's the last football game of his career. No one else is sad about this. Well, and here's the other thing. So apparently the Bulldog have been long suffering, but I thought Archie was supposed to be some kind of football whiz kid. I, look, this show doesn't make sense. Stop trying to make sense of Riverdale. Make Dale. it make sense! <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk about Jughead's plotline. No. So <laughs> Brett wants Jughead to upgrade his laptop. I feel like this was a weird plotline that I'm sure will come back. It was kind of like they thought it was going to go somewhere and then they just kind of forgot about it halfway through the episode. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more. Like Jughead's writing stuff on his laptop. I assumed that the new laptop was going to have been hacked in some way where Brett can steal all is info oh that laptop for sure has like a, a keylogger on it yeah and probably like a camera that records automatically and what happened to that camera where he recorded Betty and Jughead having sex that has yet we'll find out yeah okay, I'm sure we will anyway Jug is like nah I like my old laptop but I'm superstitious and sentimental I don't know DuPont's like hey you're gonna talk to the Yale guy because Yale's the only school we remember Yale and is I'm excited the for season only school <laughs> I'm excited for season five of Riverdale the Gilmore Girls season where they all will go to Yale. I'm pretty sure that also happened in season five of Gilmore Girls. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yep. Anyway, so Yale is Betty's dream school and Jughead's like, mm, better not. All right. Jughead and Betty go to pop. He tells her about the Yale interview and she's like, dude, it's fine to take the interview. I support you. But she also looks a little bit sad. So which like un- it's understandable that she would be a little bit sad. But Betty, you didn't get accepted early admission. That doesn't mean you're not going to get in later. Calm down. I mean, maybe I guess I don't I don't know. Like some schools, maybe it's like one and done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how your admissions process works in America. And I honestly, I don't want to know. It's not an admission process in America thing. It's like all schools are different. So who knows? Anyway. Jughead is like, hey, maybe for your article, you should interview Brett, who's Stonewall's team captain, because we only have one bad guy at the school. So... I mean, to be fair, he is like a big guy, so I do believe that he yeah, would he's play Yeah, he's probably football. bigger than Archie. Yeah, Archie's tiny. He's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. What position does Brett play? Is he not the quarterback? I don't know. Anyway, and then he gives Jughead a laptop, and uh, then they have to go to the basement. Alright, so let's talk about this whole quill and skull basement rendezvous. First off, there appears to be only three of them there. The whole I- society. Well, like I thought those other two kids were here. The two that don't have names. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I don't remember. It. Speaking of people who don't have names, I've completely forgotten this girl's name. Is it Deborah or something? What's her name? Didn't it start with a D? Brenda. Mm. I'm going to type in Riverdale bad bitch private school and see what comes okay. up. Donna. I didn't have to Donna. finish I was typing close. it. I remembered it was Donna. <laughs> I was close with Deborah, But now I want to see what comes up. Oh, a YouTube channel called Riverdale Girls and they have a video called Bad <laughs> Bitch and then a YouTube channel called Veronica Lodge Bad Bitch bitch. And then Cheryl Blossom, bad bitch. There's a lot of bad bitches on Riverdale. Alright, so <laughs> they uh, they need Jughead to tell them his deepest, darkest secret. Here's what I like about this cult, okay? Because it's... They're the <laughs> farm, but at a private school? But here's what I like about them. They're like really upfront. They're like, just so you know, we're gonna record this for the archives. I, I appreciate that. I like that they're just up front telling him how it is. It, you know, makes sense. It's-, it's nice. It's nice of them. So the creepy girl says that when she was 13 her uncle made a pass at her and her mom didn't believe her and so that's when she started cutting herself which was like pretty deep and don't know if this is ever going to come back up or not but we were given it. Brett says that when he was 14 his father got him a hooker and told him that this was his time to be a man. He cried the whole time and he never told his dad about it because he was afraid that his dad would kill him. Another really deep thing. So there's okay there's a lot to unpack here. First of all we call them sex workers now. Not that hard. I, I am quoting the show. I no know, I know but like to them I'm not saying you. Yeah I don't know if I could picture Brett being like actually you know what I can picture Brett saying sex yeah. worker so I feel like they should have just like, done that actually I prefer Forsyth he would say sex worker except for the fact that he is clearly a raging misogynist unless he was like channeling his father and was like these are the words my father Maybe. used I don't know I don't know he's a bad guy anyways He is not a good example and then it's just I feel like 14 is so like I feel like I've heard of that as like a trope in fiction before like a father buying their son like a sex worker but I feel like 14 <sighs> is so young for that they made it. Joke about it in Booksmart, and but it was brought up later to be like, yeah, that didn't happen. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't necessarily heard of this as being like a trope, but I have, I have heard it a couple times. Yeah, the fourteen thing is a little upsetting because that's a like so wrong. Everything about this is wrong. The fact that he has a father who he clearly thought would kill him, probably for other reasons than just this. The fact that his father didn't. I I felt like he needed to force this on him. I mean, there's there's so much wrong about this. I don't think we need to break it down much more. because it's like very obvious. Everything's very wrong. What I thought was very interesting about these two stories and the story that Jughead's about to tell is they're all deep secret personal things but they're not things that would really get them in trouble. Like they're things that would get other people in trouble for the most part. Like Donna's mother slash uncle. Uh, what's his name? Brett's father. Yeah. You know and then Jughead talks about he, he talks about how he used to be homeless and he would live under a bridge and that there were some junkies who would come around and be, met, yeah. mess with him and the other homeless people and so there was this one guy named Doc who would sort of protect them from these guys beating him up but then one day some of the junkies came out and beat Doc. I, I couldn't tell if they said he killed him or if they just beat him up a lot. I uh, Yeah, I uh... it sounded like maybe they killed him in front of Jughead and Jughead just watched and never told anyone about it and he's never even told Betty. Now the fact that we hear that he's never even told Betty means Betty's gonna find out about this at something. This seems like the kind of thing Brett would tell her. You know, 100% and also I didn't think it really mattered that much. When Jughead was home. Almost wasn't he sleeping at the movie theater and then the high school? I, I guess the movie theater. I feel like they would have shown us if he was actually sleeping under a bridge. Well, I assume this was when he was younger. I assume this was when he was maybe like ten or something. Like I'm not sure at what point he moved out. Again, this is the whole Riverdale timeline thing where it's like when when Archie finds him sleeping in the school, he's like, "Oh, whoa! Have you not been living at home?" And Jughead says, "You know, I haven't been living at home for a while." And we know that he used to live at the movie theater. I assume that he moved into the movie theater when he started working there, and so that he had only been living there. For maybe a year or so But I I don't I don't really know How long he's been Out on his own I I mean I don't know This is a deep Dark secret But I don't know Realistically I don't think This is Jughead's Deepest secret I would assume that Jughead's deepest secret Is the thing about You know burying a body With Betty Or probably like Some stuff that could Actually get him in trouble But I guess the thing That gets you in trouble Mm -hmm. Is not necessarily Your deepest secret I don't know It's it's It was kind of interesting I was surprised that Brett and Donna Did not call him out On this story But I don't know What they could even Really say Because it's it kind of fits in line with their stories right yes that is that is true and I think there's something to be said for kids at a private school who clearly have a dark past I mean we already knew that there was something going on with Donna we still have not really gotten confirmed whether or not her and Chipping actually were having an affair or if that was just something she made up to cover her death I definitely think there's more to the story than we heard yeah there's definitely more information but, but we know that bad stuff's happened with her in the past and it takes one look at Brett to know that he's also gotten bad of going on anyway so Jughead meets with the Yale interviewer guy and the dude seemed pretty nice. He's just like, hey, so your writing's cool. It seems to be very Lovecraft inspired. And Jughead's like, whoa, I'm not used to being treated like a real writer. And then we don't hear anymore about the interview. We assume it went well. I like, he's like, I'm not used to being treated like a real writer. I just got a book deal. Shut up, Jughead. Yeah. Although the whole being treated like a real writer thing has really just started recently. But also it's because you've never like written a book before. Like you wrote articles, I guess, from the newspaper. I'm sure Betty treated you like a real writer. He wrote a book about Riverdale, about Jason Blossom's death and stuff, but I don't think he ever released it. Yeah, I mean, I think he just sort of let his dad see it. I don't know. So, and then his dad was mean about it. Yeah. DuPont comes in to Jughead's room and there's, I don't think your, your teachers should come into your bedroom like that. There's a whole episode on Boy Meets World about that. I, uh, yeah, I don't think it's okay. Yes, it's not. I have a firm anti-teachers-in-your-bedroom stance, unless you're, like, dating a teacher who's not your teacher, like, as an adult. Trying to see where you're going with that for a second. Okay, he asked Jughead to encourage his girlfriend to stop writing the article. Oh, I wrote a novel, I'm not writing. Article about- I was really hoping you'd say novel so I could read, <laughs> like, be like, hey, it's an article. About the football team, and Jughead's like, yeah, no, that's not how my relationship works. And he's like, ah, cool. Just, just thought I'd ask. Also, you should come sit in the box seats at a game? I'm sorry, what high school game has box seats? Well, and I thought the game was happening at Riverdale High, no? Yeah. Riverdale High definitely doesn't have box seats. Like, Uh, if you told me that Stonewall did, I'd be like, okay, fine. Like, they bougie. Maybe I misheard it. Maybe he just said, like, come sit with me. I don't know. I was confused. I thought he said, like, in the special box with me and the recruiter guy. I mean, I believe it. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Veronica. So, 17 or 18 year old Veronica is making spiced rum. I'm not a fan of spiced rum, personally. I like me some white rum, but... I'm not a fan of any rum. Keep it away from me. You don't like mojitos? But I would rather have spiced rum than white rum. Not really. But also I don't know if I've ever had like a properly made mojito so 17 or 18 year old veronica is making rum 17 or 18 year old reggie is drinking it look i get that underage kids are drinking but i doubt many of them have like refined enough rum palates to be like oh yes number three is the best yeah i feel like these are people who would just be doing like shots of smirnoff vodka to get wasted so she did a slight variation on her family's recipe to get around the patent and I don't know. And then she's like, I gotta give this to the outside world. And I was really afraid that she was gonna like throw a party and get a bunch of high school students to drink it, which would have been a terrible idea. She's a little smarter than that though. So she pitches the rum to some restaurant owners, Luna Rum. And she's like, it's a small batch operation focused on making each bottle special, which is nice, but only works in the beginning. And then eventually if you become a bigger company, you can't say that anymore, eh, whatever. Why is this happening? I don't know, the lady likes it, buys it, but apparently also is a friend of Hiram's. So Hiram comes and is like, you're what, right, sir, because he says that, you know, she added spices, but his chemist broke it down and realized that it had the same core. Doesn't all rum have the same core? Like, this is the part that I don't get. I would assume, okay, let's say you've got these 10 ingredients that make rum. I have no idea how rum's made. And then yeah, like no Hiram's kidding. special rum that his is family recipe He has like, you know, elements of each of those ingredients and then like well, maybe one extra one. And then Veronica adds like five spices to it. I feel like hers is pretty different now. Like Hiram's is yeah. close to some other rum than hers is to Hiram. Yeah, I really feel like he doesn't have a leg to stand on with regard to the sea synthesist. but Veronica's complete lack of knowledge makes it so that he can be like, yeah. Yeah, and like, I, I, bring Lawyer McCoy back in here. I don't know. I Whatever. The whole thing about the chemist, if it was that easy to break down liquor and find out what it's made of, wouldn't everyone just do that? Wouldn't you just sign like Captain Morgan and then break it down and then make that? I mean, that, I feel like that's what Sailor Jerry did. Who's oh, Sailor Jerry? It's a, a different spice drop. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe then. I don't know. So. But also like not everyone has a chemist friend. I guess. I feel like rum makers probably do. Whatever. So he wants to team up with her because he probably realizes that her rum is actually pretty good. And she's like, nah. And then he's like, but but I've gone straight. Uh, do we have any proof of this? No, we have no proof of anything except for him giving his daughter legal documents. Like by gone straight does he mean I'm not dealing drugs anymore and trying to like pollute the water supply and trying to lock people up. Gone straight means doing things legally. Right, but like, I'm sure he's not as the mayor doing things legally. So you yeah, know he's definitely not. So I don't, this, he has no leg to stand on. He got out of jail like four episodes ago and he, before that he was in jail, but just like walking around free, uh, whatever. And so he's like, but why can't we just be a family and work together? And she's like, yeah, too much damage. It's too late to get the fan back together. Girl, just make something else instead of rum. Like, or just lie, just say you'll work together. Please do something. No, I've lost hope that that's ever gonna happen. All right, let's talk about cheerleading. So Mr. Honey has hired a cheerleading coach. I'm kind of confused. I thought in the in-treatment episode that they said that she needed like an advisor. Not a coach, exactly. But again, what kind of cheerleading squad doesn't have a coach? We we don't know. We don't know. Also, his name is Holden. I don't know if we knew that or not. But in case you're wondering. Holden Honey. Holden Honey. Like I'm holding some honey. That sounds gross. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. That's really gross. What if they made honey rum? That sounds good. That'd probably just be like mead, basically. Um, Not really. I understand. that's not the same thing as me. Spoiler alert, but I feel like it's essentially the same as the maple syrup rum. Right, we're getting to that. So I can't tell if Appleyard, who is the new coach, is like 20 or like a 38 year old who looks 20. I think the second one. Okay. Like I I just don't know in the show if she's supposed to be, because she said like she led her team to a championship last year. I think she's supposed to be like in her early 20s. Okay, I just really couldn't tell if she was like fresh out of high school, like when she said she led her team, if she was like an athlete on the team or if she was the coach. Hard to tell. Not important. Anyway, so there's there's this young woman who's blonde and I don't know and Cheryl is very rude to both her and honey and like I understand Cheryl being rude when it's like I have a fair point I'm just snapping back a little but it's another thing completely to be like oh hey new coach I'm still in charge bye that's not gonna work what if you just tried to uh, whatever Cheryl would do really well with like a kick ass coach to like help her be a better leader and then the whole team would do better and then she would have like someone to suck up to I feel like Cheryl does well when she's sucking up to a, someone in a authority position. And, and that's the thing is like we don't get a good coach. I mean I'm sure she's talented but they they do so much in these few scenes with her to try and make us hate her so that we can be on Cheryl's side when like Cheryl's not really right. Like they should have a coach. They should have at the very least an advisor. Like being a captain is not the same thing as being a coach. Cheryl is the captain and that's fine but I, I, I don't think we sh- should be on her side except this woman is so unlikable because she does come in and tries to basically just dethrone Cheryl. Cheryl brings her some muffins and the coach is really rude and is like don't bake muffins you should probably go work out some more well no i don't think that she was actually like i it came across super rude i don't think she meant it like don't make muffins you need to work out because you're not fit i think it's just when you're an athlete conditioning is part of it and it's like why are you wasting your time making me muffins why aren't you like practicing to be a successful cheerleader sure but if i brought my coach a gift of a baked good and they were like wow you wasted your time doing this instead of running some extra laps I, i'd be a little pissed off yeah they need to establish who's in charge. And also if she had been like, oh thank you Cheryl you're the best. Cheryl would have no respect for her ever. There would never be a chance of that. I I really liked Cheryl saying my body is perfection you crone. I like that that though. Yeah no I I loved that. I just don't think that that's what was being implied is that her body wasn't perfect. Right. We had Cheryl say about 20 times this episode, the vixens are mine. Which she's also said like so many times this show. Shut up. Who cares? I do not give a care. Yeah. So Cheryl is like hey me and the team are gonna go on strike and the principal is like <laughs> see the principal is smart the principal does what we've been saying this whole time he doesn't tell Cheryl his plan he pretends to agree with her and he'd be like yeah you know what I don't usually take threats but okay and then immediately just the second she leaves the room tells all the other girls like hey by the way so you're banned from prom if you don't do what I say yeah he's he's a smarty pants he's smart but like so evil yeah but I was I was happy with it so, you know that was really good and so then Cheryl finds out about this and is very unhappy and that's when we get the scene of Ms. Appleyard in her head coach in charge shirt. That's not cool. That's not a thing. I thought it was kind of cool that her shirt was like a blue baseball tee instead of a yellow baseball tee to like distinguish herself. That's cool but like, like she just ripped off Cheryl's thing that makes sense and her thing doesn't make sense. But I yeah, know head coach in charge is like just say coach. Yeah say if coach. you're the head coach you're in charge we get it. Like head coach yeah but there's also again not multiple multiple coaches so yeah we get it you're in charge goodbye forever it's it's dumb also look I just want to comment here I'm not normally one I'm not like judging it's a show I get it but like where are the sports bras these girls are all wearing normal bras I feel like they should at least have a sports bra it's because they don't actually do athletics well they do athletics because they dance if I was dancing I would need like I could understand wearing a bra like a normal bra during the actual game if you're like I want to look my best but during practice okay no they should be like wearing a sports bra so tight they look like 12-year-old boys, which is the only type of sports bra I will consider. Those are my favorite. If your sports bra does not make you feel like you need to immediately rip it off when you get home from the gym, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. That's kind of it for the... I keep... Oh my god, I've been doing a Glee rewatch, so I keep wanting to call them the Cheerios, you know, like, <laughs> that's obviously not correct. Here's... Like, I know we've mentioned this before, but I really do like how the cheerleaders in this show, at least, like, they have practice outfits that they wear that are shorts and stuff. I appreciate that, so then they're not just wearing the, like, skirt outfit all the time, like the Cheerios too. It's just kind of, it's a nice variety. Yeah, I'm cool right. with it. I like the little baseball tees. I love a good baseball tee. But yeah, so then okay, football. The main plot point of this dumb effing episode. I remember at least being slightly happy way back in season one when Archie started singing and I was like, oh hey look, a show where it's not just all gonna be about football. But alas, Riverdale is still about the trials and tribulations of, of high, high school, school football. football? <laughs> First of all, I don't believe you that you were happy about Archie singing because that sounds horrible. No, I wasn't happy that he was singing. Well, I was happy that it was different different than football for once. Doesn't make it better. Archie is working out at the gym at the center uh, because apparently that's a higher quality fitness center than the high school can provide. I'm sure they have a weight room at the gym or whatever. Also, is he just here? Like, Where are all the kids? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we care about them anymore right now. (laughs) We can't remember Archie. Well, Dodger's gone, so I guess the kids are fine Oh yeah, because Dodger was the only uh, enemy. I guess the kids are also kind of scared of Archie after he beat Dodger up that time, right? Because <laughs> we we had to end the before the you know midseason break. We had to end it with that really ominous moment of all the kids being afraid of Archie, and then we just never mentioned the kids again. Awesome. So yeah, no, they're uh, they're gone. So Mad Dog Monroe is walking home and then gets surrounded by all these friggin' teens and bunny masks. They're really creepy bunny masks, though. Yeah, they're really creepy. And then he gets he gets beaten up. He gets a, a golf club to the knee, which is the. Crime of the rich so <laughs> question um didn't Betty hit Brett in the head with the golf club too <laughs> like, <laughs> yes when Brett was in the creepy bunny mask okay, I was, that was the other thing I was gonna ask was if him and Donna were both wearing bunny masks or if they had different animals I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they were, no, sure they were bunny yeah. masks if they wanted to not be caught with this they should have found a tire iron or yeah. something or like a baseball bat Pull a, they could have stolen Archie's bat <laughs> yeah something like that so uh, the Bulldogs confront the Stonewall boys I don't like how the Stonewall boys are wearing the whole like varsity jacket and a dress shirt and tie combo. It's weird. I'm so unhappy that we haven't seen that yet. Like literally there has been no evidence that Stonewall has a football team until this moment. Well that's this moment is when the writers decided that Stonewall had a football team. I know you would think that Brett would have like introduced himself like hey I'm Brett I'm in the writing class and also I'm on the football team. Even if he never said anything even if he just wore the Letterman jacket. Can we just talk about how busy Brett is? Brett has, like, such a stacked resume <laughs> like, to go to college. He's like, secret society. He's in he a secret checks. society. He's in the writing club. He's uh, captain of the football team, captain of the quiz team. Like, Brett's got a lot going on. Like, uh, does Brett not have time to watch TV? I kind of feel like he's... Has Brett ever slept? He's also, like, blackmailing, like, d- doing sketchy stuff, filming Jughead. So, Archie punches Brett, and it looks like his face is bleeding a lot. It was great. It truly looks like Brett has never been punched before. He like landed straight on the ground. (laughs) Like he was was not anticipating it. Archie's like, you called me a welfare case? Which honestly, what? I'm kind of surprised that 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 is what made Archie punch him. Like if Archie if he said something mean about like Monroe I get that more but like Archie hasn't we haven't seen Archie to be the kind of guy who would punch someone just because you insult him. But also here's the thing. The construction company, Andrew's Construction, probably gonna go out of business soon. (laughs) And Mary Andrews has a storied history of not being able to find work in Riverdale, they might need some help from the state and there's nothing wrong with that. True, true. So maybe it's a touchy subject. (laughs) Maybe it's been brought up at home. So Jughead tries to break up the fight and then we don't see any more that. That was like the funniest image ever. Like the Jughead is so tiny. Yeah. He looked even smaller than Archie there. It was a little bit ridiculous and Archie ends up in jail because of it. Uh, What? I'm sorry. Archie goes to jail and it looks like he's the only one who goes to jail you go to jail from punching again teenagers i mean maybe he's well, he Archie's 18 remember okay, he whatever. said i'm an 18 year old person so he's probably the only one who's of age and so he's like they're like well you assaulted a minor yeah you're going to jail i'm sorry also does he go to riverdale jail or does he go to i don't know <sighs> whatever it, it's so not important but also it just really adds up that brett would call the police he probably like was pretending to be bleeding more than he was He could call 911 because he was so afraid like he plays football People in football get hit. Uh, Monroe's knee is hurting him and Uncle Frank, who we'll get to more in a second, but this is the order my notes are in. He offers him to take some pills that he got from the VA and Archie's like, no, this is a bad idea. Archie's like, Frank, you're not a doctor. But I, like, I'm like, i on Archie's side here. No, I, I'm on Archie's side here for sure. He shouldn't just be giving painkillers yeah. to kids. But I just love just being like, Uncle Frank, you're not a doctor. We'll get to it in a minute. There's several things about this whole pill football thing that... I, I'm very confused about. Anyway, Monroe decides to take the pills because he wants to go to Notre Dame. Yeah, and again, these are not going to fix anything, but they'll make it so it doesn't hurt too badly so that he can play. Right. Okay. So let's talk about Uncle Frank some more here for a second. Now, uh, turns out he sucks. Well, yeah, Frank is weird. I don't I don't know. So, uh, like, we had our nice little bonding episode last week, or last time, episode nine, about how Archie was using F.P. as, like, a surrogate father, and basically we got the exact same thing here with Frank. <laughs> so, yay, they bond over a couple things, but also Frank has some issues and is not actually his father. Also, I really thought the way that they ended the previous episode with, oh, are you Archie? Who are you? I'm your father's brother. They made it seem like Archie did not know that he had uncle. I think now after watching this, it's pretty clear that like he must have known he had an uncle. He just had never met him for whatever reason and had never seen a picture of him, (laughs) I guess. Whatever reason is that Frank obviously sucks and Fred probably told him to stay away from his family. And now that Fred is dead, Frank is like, I can mess with his family now. I guess I'm kind of surprised that Fred got into the car with him while he had been drinking then. Well, if anyone's wondering why we sound maybe a little bit more down in the dumps for this section of the podcast, that's because we just recorded for about 25 minutes without realizing that we weren't recording. So we're going to go back and rewind a little bit. We had made it all the way to Cherry Bomb, but you guys didn't. So we got to go back. Riverdale isn't already depressing enough. I'm out like we're out here sober talking about this garbage. And then it doesn't record. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. I have to work in the morning. Like, ugh. It's okay. All right. We're going (laughs) to. Let's go. So we were talking about Frank. We're not sure where we cut off talking about Frank, but. He bad. He's, Frank's not great. So here's the thing about the whole DUI situation, which we find out that Frank had a, Frank was the one who had the DUI and it was not actually Fred Andrews, which we talked in depth and I'm not sure if this got recorded about the whole timeline issues between when Fred Andrews said that he had the DUI and he said that it had to do with the fact that him and Molly had broken up and that he was upset about it. And then turns out Frank actually had it. Did this actually happen in that same timeline? Was it only a couple years ago? If so, why did Molly say that Frank had been driving hers and Fred's car? Were they still together? I don't know. Was Fred in the car with him? Why did he get in a car with a guy who had been drinking? I don't know. We (laughs) need answers. If that was a car that Mary Andrews and Fred bought together even after they were separated, I feel like it makes sense to be like, it was our car. But also I think that this happened probably further in the past. I feel like Frank was uh, pretty estranged from the rest of the family. Because he bad. He's real real bad. (laughs) When Archie goes to jail, and again I'm repeating this because I don't know how if we said Who this already, not. Who could possibly so, know? Uh, so Archie uh, goes to jail for punching Brett and Frank comes and breaks him out of jail. Breaks him out. Um, bails him out, I think, <laughs> is what you meant. Yeah, jail. he actually, he comes up. Um, he ties a chain to the bars on Archie's cell. He drives away and Archie runs behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Frank tells Archie that he's similar to Fred. And you have this crazy theory that Frank is actually Archie's father. And that's why Molly Ringwald hates him. Yes. So I just think that it's possible that maybe Frank, being a bad guy, maybe manipulated Mary into relations or uh, maybe Fred was not able to be fertile. Uh, so then they... <laughs> were you used... going to say conceive a I child? I was going to say you conceive like... <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I don't think that's what the man does. I'm not a scientist. So I think that maybe Fred was not fertile and then Frank donated the sperm and then there was drama with that or maybe he's a bad guy and was like manipulated uh, m- uh, Mary into bed with him or something and then Fred is just such a good guy that he just like raised Archie as his own and never told him or like something like that but I th- I think Frank is real bad yeah I I don't know I don't know if that I would say that he's like real bad but he's definitely like on um, you know like Molly Ringwald says that he's a, a ne'er-do-well like best so. case scenario he's gonna form a connection with Archie and then leave even make Archie sad. Like, that's yeah, the I, I think that's that's what I possible think. Possible opportunity for him. Yeah. So they bond over the fact that they used to box. And I made a joke last time I record this about how Archie said he used to be serious about boxing for a while, which is not a thing that an 18 year old can say. You didn't used to be serious about it. You weren't a professional. You were a punchaholic for about six months last year. You're not an adult looking back at their, you know, lifetime of boxing. If Archie had been boxing, I don't know when he was like 12 to 14 and spent two years really heavily pursuing it and then was like, yeah, I used to really care about boxing. I'd be like, I mean, okay I guess, but just in this situation, yeah, I don't think they like to let um, young children punch each other too much. Like, even when you do like karate and stuff, it's not about fighting. It's about discipline. Sure. Like, I used to be really into Girl Scouts, for example, and I was Girl Scout. I used to be really into pirates. That was the thing that I had a lot of pirate stuff, right? Because I was into that for a long time I wouldn't necessarily say that I was serious about pirates for a while but I would like to know how long and what ages you were serious about pirates I was pretty into pirates I don't understand how this didn't come up last time (laughs) did we talk about pirates last time okay I think that I was serious about pirates from maybe like when I was about 10 or 11 until I don't know sometime in high school so like 16 so like you know for like five or six years I was pretty into pirates mean. exactly like i had a lot of pirate stuff like uh i had some posters and i had to like, like me and pirates my friends of the caribbean had like, kind of but also just like pirate stuff like we, we'd we like dress up like pirates and make music videos to pirate music and run around What's like pirates pi- what does pirate music mean to you <laughs> like you know you grab a bottle of rum and you we did a lot of pirate parodies wait so wait, is that that what is that what veronica's doing with the rum <laughs> yes <laughs> veronica's just really into pirates we figured it out. Oh my god! Thank God we figured well, it out. Well, this is I'm I'm so glad that our audio wasn't recording and we got to have this discussion. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is a uh, the type of conversation that you could hear if you became a patron of Kowski Cast and got the raw audio of our podcast. Yeah, like here's the thing, you know, we're never gonna know what stuff we may have missed in our conversations from last time recording, but I can guarantee you we didn't talk about pirates. You yeah, know, that so. was new territory just for you (laughs) guy. All right. Anyway, so can we talk about Betty now? One second. Just in case we didn't mention it, Archie does mention that one time he boxed a bear. Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. It wasn't a bear. Or, I mean, it might have been a bear, but he didn't box the bear. It's not important. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Betty. So, Betty has been tasked with writing this article, this little puff piece, happy article, to promote Spirit Week and Team Unity. Unity! For the Bulldogs. And uh, but she's not really into this. Jughead's like... hard journey Right. Uh-huh. I forget. Does her family still own the register? I mean, I would assume that after... Oh, I don't know. Because Hal would have yeah, owned cause it. because Hal owned it. And then Hal was in jail. What happened to it? So what happened to Hal's assets when he was in jail? Did they go to Alice? And if they did, then she for sure sold it and gave the money to the farm. I kind of think that Hiram might have bought it at some point, but I don't remember. I kind of feel like Hal was like, yeah, I sold the register to Hiram. That I don't know. sounds like something that would happen on this show, but you could... Could also say literally anything that doesn't make sense and I'd be like, sounds like Riverdale. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, it starts off with Betty interviewing Reggie and Archie and Monroe and they're like, yeah, I am happy because it's, I mean, slash sad because it's my last game. We're going to win. We're so awesome and I want to go to Notre Dame. And then Reggie's like, yeah, but those Stonewall boys, they played dirty. Every team that has gone up against them has gotten hurt because they don't play to win. They play, they to play to hurt. hurt. And then there is a really incredible gif of that, which you can see. I, I've tweeted it out uh, during this episode uh, with a really funny caption, topical to my life. Oh, I need to look this up. I haven't seen this. <laughs> I mean, it's my gif that I sent you, but let me see what the tweet is. Here's the thing. Mad Dog's talking a lot about going to Notre Dame. And like, I get that if you're really good at sports, you can get into college easier than you would otherwise if you're not like the smartest. But like, what's Mad Dog's education? Is he actually going to finish high school this year? Has he? Well, done, I assume full... that Archie will also finish, finish high school. Despite the fact that I thought he was failing, did they go to summer school together? Let's assume. Like, I, I just don't, don't understand. Well, we all know that Archie's going to community college because Riverdale has a community college that we found out about two episodes ago. I really want Archie to not. I want him to stay in high school. Okay. Yeah, that'll happen. Like, also. everyone else goes to college and he has to stay behind for a year? That's gold. But all he wants is to graduate with his friends, remember? Exactly. But they made a point in this episode of saying this was his last football game. So well, I guess maybe he's on track to graduate. Maybe since he's 18, he won't be able to play next year. Is that how that I works? I don't know. I feel like a 19-year-old can't be playing with a I 17-year-old. Like I feel like if you were going to have some kind of age rule, it would be that 18-year-old can't play. Yeah, but it's realistic that someone would be in grade 12 and be 18. Look, can I... Let me talk about something that I'm mad about for a second, about being 18 in high school. And I pro- I feel like I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I mentioned this somewhere. I don't know. You know what? It's... The world is a circle, and things happen over and over again. You can't expect me to remember my anecdotes. The world is so- a circle, and things 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 happen over and over again. I'm sorry, I have to tweet that quote out. Are you going to put a a beautiful gif of me with it? I don't have a gif of you. Oh, I only have, I have two of myself, if you're interested. (laughs) I don't think this tweet needs it. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, here's what I'm upset about, everyone. When I was 18, I went on a cruise in school, and our cruise ship had a casino on it. And because we were in international waters, if you were 18, you could go to the casino. However, we were on a school trip, which meant that we could not go to the casino. There was also a teen club on the boat that was for 13. 13 to 17 year olds, which we were also not allowed to go to. So, it sucked. I'm sorry, but what the hell kind of first world bull is it to complain about your, the cruise you went on in high school? Shut up! I mean, and probably I had maybe, to pay for it. And maybe don't release this. You know how much fruit bar- I had to sell? Oh my god. I had to sell a lot of fruit to go on this cruise, and we were encouraged to walk around telling our neighbors and uh, local patrons that they would get scurvy if they didn't buy our fruit. Okay, well, uh, In my grade 12 year, a bunch of the class got to go to Europe and they did go on a cruise around Greece and I didn't get to go because we're poor. So I think I have a better complaint than you. I don't know. Not getting into the teen club was pretty bad. I can't. Anyways, moving on. So yeah, Archie's 18, whatever. So Betty is like, what? They play to hurt. I need to investigate this. So she goes straight to Brett, which I don't understand why he took this interview, but like, okay. Yeah. So she goes and talks to him and is like, hey, I hear that you. Play to hurt and he says yeah it's social darwinism in uniforms you win by debilitating and slaughtering your enemies and she calls him a psycho and then he walks away so fair enough because she kind of called him out but then also he kind of like admitted it i just, i feel like kind of that was enough like wasn't that enough it's to be circumstantial like okay whatever so then betty interviews some other guys who i guess are on other teams yeah that the, has played we're, yeah Roll? we're supposed to assume that they're people that stonewall has injured because there is a guy in crutches, guy with a broken arm, guy with a neck brace. And they inform Betty that Stonewall pays off the refs to look the other way when people get hurt. And also that the coach at Stonewall Prep pays a bounty for every player that his team hurts. And it just feels very wrong. I don't like Yeah, it. and I kind of feel like this was the story here, and I'm not sure why she didn't go talk to these people, like the refs or the coaches. Well, because what would she do? Just go up to the coach and be like, I know you pay a bounty on people's Heads. Also, like the people at Stonewall. What is with this town? Why does everyone why can everyone get paid off for everything? Why do these people need money to beat people up? They're already rich. Yeah, I guess. This just reminds me of the whole fight club situation. Like, where why are there all these adults in Riverdale who are just happy to like watch kids get hurt and accept money for it? It's weird. Or pay money to see it. I don't know. So Betty asks Veronica to crash Stonewall's party to get evidence or confession that they attacked Monroe. So I think that's kind of like where this story turns a little bit is she's like, oh, never mind. We're gonna investigate this whole Monroe situation that just happened, and not like the past games that happened, yeah. because this is the first time I think that someone has been attacked outside of an actual football game. Yeah. Because when we get to the actual football game, the guys seem to play rough, but they don't seem to play like they're not like snapping necks. It's it, it, this seems to be the the thing that they do that really hurts them. Veronica goes and she's Monica Posh, and she's wearing the wig. The wig looks a little bit better this yeah, time. Yeah, the wig but line it's was still, much much better. Yeah. yeah so she's brings some of her rum to loosen Brett's lips and Brett's really rude and tells her to go like get naked on his bed or something. Yeah, she's like, are you guys rum lovers? I'm taking orders. And he's like, well, go to my room, take off your clothes and wait for me to come back. And she's like, what? And he's like, well, you said you were taking orders, which I think is his way of flirting, but it's really just gross and like very wrong. It was really gross, but they have a couple drinks and he starts to kind of talk about how he's, he's kind of hinting at the fact that he attacked Monroe. He's like, oh, it wasn't lucky that that happened. We make our own luck. And then Jughead just comes out of nowhere and is like, Veronica? Dude, seriously, first off, don't know how you recognize her because you're seeing her back of her head in a wig, unless you overheard her, maybe. Second so off, weird. You, I understand that maybe they didn't coordinate this because she didn't think Jughead was going to be at this party. Also, she says that the party was run by secret society people and then immediately calls him out being like, oh, so you're in this secret society? What, was he serving drinks at the party or something? like how not everyone there was in the secret yeah, society remember the secret society is two people in a basement there's not that yeah, exactly. all of those people would have been there revealing their deepest secrets like well, oh. also veronica was there so like she i mean he goes to the school they definitely should have clued him in on what was happening yeah, the fact, but they didn't like i don't know call jughead and be like yo jugs uh oh they can't call him jug yeah <laughs> <laughs> yo, Jugs. I feel like that's something a construction worker would yell at me on the street. Oh. Um, oh, gosh. So why did they go like, yo, Jughead, we've got a plan to take down your nemesis. Can you just like be cool for five minutes? Yeah. Or like, they did they just assume Jughead was smart? and that? Also, is Jughead friends with Brett now? I think he might be know. because of the laptop. I don't know. And the secrets. But I don't think he actually is. I think that the show is just trying to switch it to portrait that they're friends so that we might believe that Betty killed him that's not gonna happen which is not you can't convince me of that I mean what if it does ha- what if like picture this it's like four months from now we've just watched the finale of season four and Jughead is actually dead and Betty actually did it like oh. how do you think this like, that would be wild it would be wild but they have already signed on to season five I mean maybe it's just no and Jughead I don't, and no Betty because she's a or murderer or maybe Jughead's there but he's a ghost no let's we're not not doing this nope <laughs> <laughs> season five is the Gilmore Girls also, season where they all go to Yale. I li- we also started this podcast without mentioning that Riverdale got renewed while we were on Yottis. Um, How do you feel about the news of more Riverdale? You know, when I signed on to do this podcast, I kind of thought it would be like just season three. Kind of thought that was going to be it. I thought maybe we'd go back and do seasons one and two again, but I really did not expect this show to keep going. I thought we might get a season four. I certainly did not think we would get a season five. And yes, I guess that means we've also been renewed, which is going to be really right, exciting guys. once I move a time zone further away from you for sure. Yep, this is going to be great. This is going to be so this good. Be so easy. <sighs> All right, I'll be recording at midnight from now on, everyone. No, it won't be that late. <laughs> Anyways, so Betty and Jughead discussed the fact that he's in this secret society. I, I honestly kind of thought he had told her about it. <laughs> so apparently he hadn't. It was you know, a secret. They've been keeping secrets. Yeah, and. It's very similar. I'm getting a lot of flashbacks to when Betty was like, you didn't want to be a part of the Serpents and now you're their leader. And he does the same thing. It's just kind of the mode Jughead goes in. Kind of wonder what secret society or gang or cult he'll join I next. just... Like, he's gotta be a Capricorn. When's Jughead's birthday? <laughs> um, I'm looking it up. I would assume, like, October or something. I guess just because being a Scorpio. That seems like, that would be when the party. A was? Scorpio also makes oh, Why do you think he's a Capricorn? Because he, like, takes charge. Oh, his birthday Does is it? October 2nd, which means he is. Wow, a I'm Libra. really good at it. Uh, Does he seem like a Libra? No. Well, the show did not do its research when giving people birthdays. birthday. But, like, I don't know if we actually ever see. If there's actually, like, that much to show it's October 2nd. Well, it just timeline based on on when the homecoming game was and stuff. Mm -hmm. Homecoming is usually mid to late October and his birthday was two episodes before that. It should have been after because I could buy him being a Scorpio. I need a full chart. Okay, well, we'll get you guys that for next week's podcast. No, we will not. (laughs) Neither of us are putting in the time to make up a full friggin chart for Jughead. Um, Okay. Anyways. All right. uh, But yeah, so he likes to come in and take charge. Right. Well, they have this conversation and it's definitely just so that when Betty finds out about the other secret Jughead has been keeping that she can get upset about it honey is mad about the article and he can't publish it because it's a piece of hearsay and he kind of has a point and yeah. i was really surprised that betty hadn't just already printed it. i'm pretty it. sure that article would have been liable also since when does the principal read betty's articles before she just prints I'm, them see i feel like in the past historically that has not been the case but principal honey came on the scene and said somebody needs to be in charge of these teens and it's gonna be me and he's doing an okay Honestly, job i guess i mean no one's gotten murdered yet wrong except maybe ethel we don't Know what happened to her. She gone. The thing is, is do I like Principal Honey? No, he sucks. But at the end of the day, is he a pretty decent principal? Except that thing with Reggie's car. Yeah. So we don't have any evidence that he actually did that to Reggie's car. Who Maybe he was did just it? being a nice guy. <laughs> Come on. Stop being a honey truther. <laughs> I like Honey. I think he's nice. So the football game. Jughead decides to sit on the Riverdale side of things with Kevin and Molly Ringwald, who apparently are BFFs, Bass? and sit together at football games. Games. Ends forever. I'm surprised Kevin was even there. Yeah, a little bit. This was getting me major, like, Harry Potter vibes. Yeah, I really felt like they were watching Quidditch. Yeah, like, so they were all dressed up in blue and yellow, but it wasn't like... Here's the thing. High, sp- high school football games, this is how people dress. They're all wearing school shirts. Like, you're either wearing a shirt from your respective sports team or, like, a school spirit shirt or a sweatshirt or something. You're not wearing, like, normal nice clothes that just happen to be in the colors and all float together like I mean I feel like you zero could be. I I don't know that's just not it's not my experience with high school but whatever they look I wouldn't know I went to zero football games in my high school career yeah I'm a little confused why Betty is not a cheerleader but I'm more confused why Veronica is still a cheerleader how has Veronica had time to be a cheerleader and run three businesses and think that she's good enough at school to go to Harvard and create a rum recipe right and be in lots of fights with her family I don't know how any of these people maybe. have the time I heard Archie still dating I, I don't know I think that they are But we didn't see them in the same room in this episode. Wow. But we did see her conspiring with Reggie. So maybe that will be a thing again soon. And God, I'm counting down the days. That would be nice. So Veronica doesn't ever go to practice, but is still a cheerleader. And yeah, Reggie tells her to go meet in the parking lot at halftime to get back at her dad. And we're like... So that's sweet of him. Where's halftime? Yeah, I kind of thought we were going to see that, but then we didn't. So the HCIC is locked in her office. Yeah, that, that was shocking. Shockingly easy to uh, put her aside. Yeah, it was a little too easy. I kind of thought this woman would fight back a little bit more, but I guess not. Also, I don't know why there's a cheerleading office set up with like a bunch of paraphernalia and trophies. When did this room exist? I am assuming that before Cheryl came to the high school, somebody was in charge of the the cheering squad. I almost called them the Cheerios again. And that that person had an office. What happened to that person when Cheryl came on the scene? Did Cheryl kill them? Did Cheryl's mom poison them? No, I think... I think Cheryl killed them. I think that's correct. Let's go. I with mean, that one. it feels canon to me, so for sure. So she's locked in her office. So Cheryl takes over, and Veronica and Tony are like, yeah, definitely. And for some reason, all the other cheerleaders go along with this. I assume that they had already pre choreographed this routine before the head cheerleader tried to come in. Another thing, before the new coach got here, like the coach came in and was basically like, hey, we have one week. We're gonna make up some whole new cheer routine. Seems kind of like a lot. I feel like he probably should have just stuck with the song and dance. Which, lucky for them, they did. I think she just wanted them to do actual cheerleading and yeah. not be but a no. glee club. Instead, they sing "Cherry Bomb." We have the old football wow cheerleaders montage, which is a nice change from the singing in the spikyzi during a fight scene. Is I feel like I basically the at same least result. in the fight scenes we get to see Archie get punched. Yeah, it was a little hard for me to tell who was who on the football team. Yeah, because they're all in uniforms. Also, I was kind of expecting there to be a shot of Veronica looking at, directly at Hiram while saying "Hello, Daddy," but it didn't happen. Okay, well I wish that the last. 30 seconds hadn't happened, but we can't always get what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So anyway, Cheryl shimmies and it was surprising kind of. Not really. Not surprising. It was surprising. (laughs) Um, And then Monroe flips over the touchdown line thingy and I don't know what's happening. The score was 6 to 7 and I thought that Riverdale was winning, but then based on how the episode ended, I assume they weren't the ones winning. Yeah, they were not winning. Okay, I didn't read that very well. And then the game ended. I was a confused. Yeah, because it's like I the it was lowest halftime. scoring football game of all <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, but apparently Monroe gets good news from the recruiter. So, moral of the story is when you have a debilitating injury, take some pain medication, and you'll be fine. And you don't have to do that well if a scout's already interested in you. They'll just tell you you can come to Notre Dame. So, guess Mad Dog is going to be going off to college next year. Unless he, he says that he has to go meet with them in a week, and I'm guessing show off some more skills, and he's for sure are going to be majorly injured by that. I men, mean, so. I'm assuming that he needs to meet with them to like, I don't know, maybe look at a transcript and see if he meets. Like, even athletes have to meet some level of requirement. Like C's or whatever. I mean, I think that Monroe is probably decently smart. Yeah, I think he's decently smart, but he's just simply not done any school. Well, I don't know. Do you get school in JV? I mean? think you're supposed to, but you're not supposed to end up in underground fight clubs. And that was like the main thing. That Okay, that was not his fault. You yeah, no, know, I don't. I that None kind of this is like Mad Dog's fault. <laughs> Oh. You can just blame it on the mayor. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that'll go over really well. So Brett walks up to Betty and is like, "Hey, sorry, your article got killed." And she's like, "Actually, I've just gotten started because you know she has to announce everything." Yeah, you can't she's like, "Who said my article got killed? I've only started <sighs> digging." And I'm like, "I don't care for this. No, nobody learns anything ever." Veronica and Cheryl share a maple ice cone, which she licks, and it, I'm like, "Yeah, like no one licks it's those." Been, that's been- ice cream sure you lick an ice cream cone but it was not a snow snow cone cone. no it was not right it was not right at all yeah you don't you don't really lick those you kind of you just eat them you just eat them it was weird and she's like oh my gosh what is this flavor dude it's cheryl it's how does she not know what maple tastes like like is there's no way this is her first time because remember in season one when they talk about how everyone in riverdale is addicted to the blossom maple syrup and she has like the little glass thing of maple syrup that she puts on her pancakes she's had Maple before this is not her first time. Ah, uh, yes, the famous Lodge Family glass maple boat thing. Yeah, how could yeah. anyone yeah, forget? We talked about that back in season one. If you don't remember, go back and watch the season one episode. I, I don't know, nine maybe, it's somewhere around there. Uh, anyway, maple syrup fun Who times. even knows if that podcast is, has been released? I think <laughs> it has. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope because I certainly do not want to edit that episode again if I have not released it. And so Veronica or gets an idea, which we all know is going to be. To make maple rum, and then Hiram's car is all scratched up, and there's a Luna rum bottle like stabbed in it. No, which it's is in the gas like, tank. Super obvi- he poured the maple syrup into the gas tank, so that would like. Com- no, you mean the rum? Yeah, the, yeah, he poured the rum. Sorry, he poured the rum oh. into the gas tank, so then that would like really mess up the inside of the car. I feel like that's a little bit like on the nose. It's definitely Veronica. Then, like she could get in trouble. For yeah, this. you would think. Yeah, she has an why alibi. is Reggie's only recourse to hurt someone's dad's car? Like two episodes, like three episodes ago, he smashed his dad's car with a golf club. Well. Because and then honey smashed his, car, his smashed smashed car up yeah and then he just really likes now he's if he liked cars he wouldn't do this to them oh well so then we get the ending wrap-up scene of the episode where archie allows frank to crash on their futon and i don't really understand this lesson the lesson is like take pills and everything will be fine and you should it's a, a man's got to do what a man's got to do i don't know Th- what? i don't i don't like that as the message i don't think that's very good i don't in- but that's Kalski like basically Cass what he does says does not endorse painkillers in that way. No, it also doesn't endorse underage drinking. But Cheryl and Veronica <laughs> meet up in Pops and just do shots of rum in broad daylight upstairs. Veronica's like, try this. And then Cheryl takes us a shot of rum she's like, this is good. What is it? And Veronica's like, it's my rum mixed with your maple syrup. Which leads me to believe that there's a very high quantity of maple syrup in it and it's probably like way too sweet. I, I don't, does she literally mean mixed with? I think, like, she, I mixed, I think she does. Like as a Mixer, or does she mean like I'm I've infused your maple syrup into I my don't rum? Think it's recipe. infused. I think that that's what it eventually will be. But I like she didn't have time to infuse a new bottle of rum. But I think that she like just mixed a little bit of maple syrup into a shot of rum, and then okay. they like took the shot, and it probably tasted Which, disgusting. Yeah, I mean, again, kids don't like rum. Stop. stop. I mean, kids this will like drink rum to get drunk. They'll drink like Bacardi. They'll be like, yeah, but this is again, this is like, oh, that tastes good. No. I just don't I don't know. Maybe my experience with drinking has been different but whatever. You know it just feels okay. wrong. And she's like uh, Charles like it tastes delicious and Veronica like money. Yeah she says it tastes like breakfast on the beach. Yeah I didn't want to repeat that because it made me uncomfortable. Well I think Veronica, it also made Veronica uncomfortable which is why she went with the money thing. Just wait till they name it breakfast on the beach. Yeah <laughs> that's not as good as the Luna rum or whatever. So I'm not really sure how this is going to fix her problem though, because is, isn't is infusing maple syrup in it pretty much the same as infusing all those spices that she did? Like, it's still got the base rum flavor? I don't think that her dad has a legal leg at all. Okay, fair enough. So, Honey likes the new article that Betty wrote, the happy one, which weirdly came out after the football game. So, okay. After they lost um, the and, football game. Yeah, and then Betty's like, hey, but also Brett also leads a quiz team, and we should probably beat them at that. And Honey's like, yes, definitely, and you're in charge of it. Which is cool, and I kind of already saw saw this coming because I already saw the next episode's called quiz team so mm. I, I already knew that was gonna happen. I don't think Betty's the right person to lead a quiz team. I'll say it. I'm sure she's very smart but she has not spent the time studying. There has got to be a kid at Riverdale High with a better knowledge base that yeah. could actually lead a quiz team. Yeah I mean I, the thing I'm not looking forward to is next episode when they're like our team of me and Veronica and Archie it's like no. If Archie if, if, if you make is this on the quiz team I'm gonna lose my damn mine. Put Cheryl on. She has a 4.0. Sure. If you want to put on people we know, put Kevin on, bring Ethel back. There's probably some kids who seem like they would be good at quiz team, like Dilton Doyle, except he's dead. Why but did you remind us like, of that? I just because I thought about him and then I was like, wait, he can't be on the quiz team. Ideally, there should be at least one random person who's like a new character we haven't seen before, but it's probably going to be like Tony and Veronica and Archie. So, whatever. Anyway, I'm excited about the quiz team theme. I'm excited to see how they magically get into the championship at the end of the season. Also, there is a really great episode Boy Meets World about quiz shows as well, so. All right, just stop. Enough. <laughs> no, never. I may or may not be starting a Boy Meets World podcast. I probably won't because I don't have time for that because Riverdale got re- renewed for season five. Oh, don't but. worry. You can start a new podcast because I'm also starting a new podcast that I don't have time for. So. Anyway, so you're going to start a Boy Meets World podcast? Can't believe you're ch- oh. cheating on me. I have three other podcasts that I've been working on also, so we'll see what happens. I feel like you have too many ideas. I have so many ideas, but not enough time to do any of them. Um, I like to think up ideas. I like to not actually do things. So FP is at Stonewall High with the bad kids and DuPont and they all have champagne because underage kids drinking is totally chill even with the sheriff. And uh, apparently Jughead got into Yale. But like not officially yet. Yeah, they're like, like, you're gonna find out end of next week, but you're getting into Yale. And so is Brett apparently. And Brett's like, yeah, maybe we'll room together. And it makes it seem like they will room together and Jughead does not have a choice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Brett is evil Paris Geller and this is happening so we get a flash forward where which was confusing because we didn't get the like four weeks later thing that we've no, been typically getting or later. whatever oh did yeah. it wow one month yeah. so this is like a, this is like the end of the year all of a sudden this timeline makes no sense because Jughead was supposed to die during spring break just had that's what we saw and so I guess all this time that we had no episodes of Riverdale time was still passing in Riverdale and we just didn't okay this if you're pretending that this is America you do not have high school football in January or whenever this is supposed to be then yeah that's a problem this whole episode they like they wanted to do a football episode and they're just hoping we don't realize thanksgiving already happened and probably christmas and new year's and all that <laughs> you? okay yeah whatever. It, it, it's weird so betty is packing up jughead stuff in his dorm room I, again i'm a little confused about when this takes place i guess this takes place after jughead has died but before she's been but before like called brett has like said that he witnessed anything yeah and she sees a picture of the two of them and brett comes in and tells her to save her tears because no one's watching He says, you finally got what you want. Jones isn't going to Yale, but you are. So it's just going to be the two, Brett and Betty in New Haven. So uh, Betty's going to get into Yale. Yay. Mm, Jughead's not dead. Yeah, no. Well, and I also feel like if Betty, I could understand if Betty was salty about Jughead going to Yale if she doesn't get in and can't go. But I feel like if she gets accepted and he's also accepted, she would just be happy. Well, I assume that she finds out about her acceptance after he dies or whatever. I don't. But he also definitely didn't really die so it's not this, this is what all if moot he's really point. dead I don't know uh, okay so the title of the episode varsity Blues was a 1999 movie James Vander beek yeah uh Texas High School football reigns Supreme when starting quarterback Lance Harbor mm, turns up injured the coyotes ruthless coach Bud Kilmer must promote bench warmer Jonathan Mox Moxon that's James Vanderbeek to lead the team in its quest for a divisional title I've never seen that movie because I' um, (laughs) fair enough i've also never seen it so we had two new characters this episode gerald brooks or gerald brooks i don't know he was why are you being rude (laughs) about gerald that would have been my name if i was a boy gerald yeah it's like harold but with a g um no it's spelled different Uh, okay yeah (laughs) it's different um and you know what it's a fine upstanding name and I like to think that if I was Gerald Bernard Edgar McInnes we would still have this podcast about Riverdale. That's cute. I would have been Nick. I don't think I look like a Nick. I mean do I look like a Gerald? (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, I think I think we would have still had this podcast if you were Gerald. Oh, yeah, because there's no way I would have been a straight man. Okay. <laughs> Glad you know that about yourself. So the other new character was Miss Appleyard, who... What a bad uh, name. Well, so it's I think it's a reference from the headmistress at Picnic at Hanging Rock, which is a novel and also, I think, a show or maybe a movie. Mm, let's see. Maybe miniseries? I'm not sure. It looks like... Uh, Uh, Oh, what's her name? The chick who plays Marjorie Tyrell appears to be playing her. Oh, um, it's Natalie something, isn't it? Natalie Dormer. Yeah. So I can't tell if that's the miniseries or the film adaptation. Probably the miniseries. Picnic. Yeah. Natalie Dormer, Picnic at Hanging Rock, which uh, is an Australian mystery romantic drama. um, Never heard of it. About a group of schoolgirls who, while on an outing to Hanging Rock, mysteriously disappear. I never heard of it, but very interested in it. Yeah. It looks pretty interesting. As far as I can tell, that's the only connection to the name. I doubt it was named after that character. But anyway, I think it's just Apple Yard is one of those character names, much like Mr. Honey, that sounds like it would be a comic book character. Yep. No close, but no cigars this week, which is really sad because we had so many last week well, and the week before. Okay, what about this? Is Luna Rum a close, but no cigar for Lodge Rum? No, because <laughs> Lodge Rum is not a real thing. I'm joking. Oh, oh my, my gosh. No, it's not. So I have a really difficult task for you. And what is that? Who in the world is the most? normal Person, hey, well, guess what? Week. I have an easy answer for you. Okay. Principal Honey, yeah, uh, but he just got well, it in episode too eight. Too bad, he's the only normal person. Oh, uh, but he just got it. I mean, oh. if he's the most normal can, guy, uh, can we give it to Jughead? No, I mean, what did Jughead do that was so abnormal? Hey, Veronica, is that you? <laughs> I mean, he was tactless, but I don't know if that's not normal. That is not normal. I feel like it's abnormal to not want to call out your friend's friend It's abnormal. It is abnormal to recognize your friend from behind in a wig. I guess. Okay. Don't want to give it to and honey. Can we give it to anyone else? I would consider Whoa. Mary Andrews. Uh, okay. She grounds her son. She gave some good words of wisdom. She hasn't received it yet this year. <laughs> Neither has any main character at They're all. They're not normal. <laughs> this has been a bad season for the most normal characters. Okay. Uh, I'll give it to I'll give it to Mary Andrews. I still think Prince Honey deserved it. I don't know why who made a rule that it can't be the same person twice in a row. I will put honorable mention Prince Honey. Prince Pa no, he's not the principal. <laughs> he might be Betty's principal if she wins quiz night. He, he kind of seems to like Betty, though. Know? I don't know if he ever really didn't like Betty. I he- well, I guess she was late on the first day of school, so. Well, but she was busy having sex. True. So we got a review this week. What? So, I know. Shout out to people giving us reviews on iTunes. If you would like to also give us a review, that would be very nice. So we got a five-star review from, I'm going to at least call them DeBeeatch. If that's not their name, I'm sorry. <laughs> but DeBeeatch. Bitch <laughs> says, love to listen. I sometimes wonder whether or not they even like the show, but I keep listening because they're hysterical. I'm a casual watcher, meaning I usually binge four or five episodes and then listen to their podcast one after another. So I appreciate their ability to keep all the crazy plots straight and the various characters that pop in and out and in and out. Love you, girls. Thanks for all you do. Oh, thank you. We love you, too. We love you, too, bitch. <laughs> not making fun of your name. I'm just really apologize if that's not you no, makes me happy. Even if that's not how they want it pronounced, that's what it is. So anyway, that was this week's episode, everyone. It took us twice as long to record it, and it's a pretty long episode, so we'll see what happens. We've also had a lot of technical difficulties on our side this week. It's been a while. We fell apart during Yadis, apparently. Yeah, we are very out of practice, and honestly, that's Riverdale's fault for taking such a long break. Exactly. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for our recap of episode 11. Until then, you can follow me online at Mary on every platform. And if you're interested, you can check out some other podcasting stuff that we've both been doing recently. If you are interested in Survivor at all, I am also covering a, doing a rewatch of Survivor All Stars right now on Kowski Cast with Matt Liguori. So if you are ready for season 40 and want to do a little recap of season 8, since there are three people coming back from that season, or if you are getting into Survivor and you, for whatever reason, want to watch Survivor All Stars, feel free to take a listen to that. Kirsten, has been Twitch streaming quite a bit recently over on Kirsten Said What on Twitch. Kirsten, how are the Sims doing? Well, I'm sadly, my first Sim has passed away, as has her husband. Um, Of old age, nothing weird happened. But yeah, so Twitch has been going really well. This week, we activated the hype train on my channel, which was very fun. So I hope that happens again in my lifetime. I also did a podcast over on the Real Weird Sisters, where we sorted the contestants of the Circle US into their Hogwarts houses and shockingly there were a lot of Hufflepuffs and also don't think, know how much I can say right now but there will be a very fun episode featuring myself on RHAP probably next weekend. It's going to be really fun. I, I don't want to announce it yet but just okay, keep well, your eyes peeled. We're we waiting uh, with bated breath for that one. Also we have had a couple suggestions to potentially cover Katie Keen. so if anyone is interested in that please let us know. We might I'd have to feel it out maybe watch the first episode and see if we like the show yeah or how I feel it like it makes sense maybe we'll cover like the first episode and then if we both end up continuing to watch maybe like every couple weeks talk about it yeah. I don't think we could do another weekly podcast at this time no maybe it may be a couple episodes for the season if if we're interested and we have time to watch the show but let us know if you are interested in any kind of coverage like that to be coming out we are excited for Riverdale to be starting again and and we have a lot of other stuff both going on, and there are a lot of things that are going to be coming out on Kowski Cast soon. Some exciting new yeah, stuff. So, keep your eye peeled to the Kowski Cast podcast feed. If you're yes. there already, rate and review us. Give us five stars. Why not? And then we'll yeah. read it on the podcast. And if you have a really funny name, we'll struggle with it, which is a true delight. We also, I just want to shout out some of our favorite listeners who have been keeping up with us on Twitter and have been really making our day over there so I want to shout out Gregory McBean who didn't realize that the show had come back but says he'll he'll watch the episode when <laughs> he gets a chance so, so there's always that we have Olivia tweets who said why does this ridiculous show even exist and why do we continue to watch it I can't same girl same questions. I feel that Ryan Giraldi says at this point I feel like they just want to make sure you guys have content to podcast about which uh, is you know that's why they're coming back with season 5 so yep that's it's definitely why and foodie says that this episode made zero sense zero sense at all he just got done watching this episode and was like wtf is going on which is exactly how yeah, we i felt. don't know if we broke it down much better for you i'm sorry and what up tim made a comment about how uh mad dog is not a very good football player but oh yeah notre dame for sure for sure would uh, take him in and then tom palmer also tweeted saying and it wasn't even a good football game exactly <laughs> also shout out to to my mom who tweeted at me <laughs> which I always forget that she has a Twitter until she randomly does this who says remember that time when we saw that one guy on a hike wearing the serpent's jacket that's my Riverdale question so thanks mom how come I do you remember never that told time. me about that I, well, I, I, I thought well, I didn't I don't know we were keeping secret I'm sorry also she doesn't listen to this podcast so she's not gonna hear me shouting her out uh, but thanks thanks mom I bet to mom. she does listen and just follow me on doesn't say anything because she's like I can't believe my child is wasting her time with <laughs> it <laughs> kind of feel like she doesn't she doesn't even listen to my survivor stuff which is more relevant to her interests but Mm. whatever anyway all right well thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next week for episode 11 bye The world is a circle and things happen over and over again.